How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, with two-man coverage of the red and gold, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back to Locked On Chiefs. It's Thursday, the week before the draft. We have a ton of stuff coming up with you. Seth Kaiser from Arrowhead Pride is with us. We're going to go over the last of the QBs, the stragglers, the ones that he's just starting to take a look at, uh, and a guy that really has the athleticism to come through and be almost a clone of what Alex Smith can do. And maybe that's something that Andy Reid's looking for. We don't know. Check out the rest of the podcast network for us and great shows out there can give you a lot of information. And go check out rogueapc.com. That's R-O-G-U-E-A-P-C.com. That's where the Athletic Matrix Draft Guide is up. It's up there for download for anybody who's interested. It's 7 bucks. It gives you profiles on every player that can possibly help this team in terms of their athleticism uh, goes through a lot of comparisons, a lot of production data as well. Um, a labor of love and something that can really shed some light on who the Chiefs might pick as well as uh, once they have, check it out as well and give you background on the, the players that actually end up on the roster. So thanks for your support in that. It's really been great and it's a great product. We're very proud of it this year. So check that out. We are going to get right into talking about the quarterbacks. Um, it's been such a topic this whole season uh, that we just had to keep going and try to get some of the smaller details on some of the things that we hadn't touched on throughout the offseason yet. So I also included them in the first part of my annual draft science uh, column series. It's it's on Arrowhead Attic. Go check that out as well. Um, it goes through... Some of the similar things, but really taking a, a specific peek at what the comparison is between Alex Smith, knowing that uh, the Reed Dorsey regime likes him, and it gives you some insight into where they could go and, and what they're trying to approximate. So check that out on Arrowhead Addict, and let's get talking to Seth. And hey, we are back. It's another week, and Seth's with us again. How you doing, buddy? I am doing pretty well. I'm a little under the weather, but besides that, life is good. You know, things have been busy for you over at Arrowhead Pride, huh? They, they have been. You know, unfortunately, I've actually just been busy in all facets of life. And so I've only been writing like one or two columns a week lately. But even then, I just, I don't have time. All these quarterback reviews, I just, oh, man, I feel like I'm, I just, man, I'm tired of watching quarterbacks, to be perfectly honest. It just is constant. I can imagine. Yeah. And so right now, uh, well, you know, I've done, yeah, go ahead. I, I won't get too into detail because we've covered the big four. There's a couple of guys. I know you started to look at Davis Webb, right? Yes. I just started him. I only reviewed the Stanford game and I'm part ways through the USC game right now. Well, so here's where I'm at As we talked about our top four and I, I know where we stand on that, but as the thing goes on, it, it seems like the run up to the draft is even more pressure for teams to get quarterbacks early than even we normally see. So I'm not sure the top four that we've already covered are going to be there. So I guess from your initial look, let's talk about 
what your impression of Webb is, whether you think it's an investment that's feasible for the Chiefs, you know, on the second day or whether he should really be a third day guy, you know, where do you see value in him? And then I got a couple others I want to ask you about. All right. Well, um, you know, with Davis Webb, I guess, and again, with the caveat that I'm only like a game and a half in, it's kind of like watching stylistically and kind of throwing motion and build and athleticism wise. It's kind of like watching Tyler Bray. Only he doesn't have a cannon like Tyler Bray does. He's got a good arm, but it's nothing like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, maybe I've been spoiled watching Mahomes and Kaiser, but I'm just like, eh, his arm's okay. He throws a really good, he throws a really good nine route. Um, and so he can get the ball down the field really well. Beyond that, I have so far been very underwhelmed. I think the appeal with him is that, you know, he's six five, he's got a pretty good arm, and you know what I mean? He like checks the physical trait boxes. But sure. I so far it's been pretty meh from my point of view. And for me, if I think a guy is meh. I'm not willing to spend a draft pick on him outside of like, you know, the fifth or sixth round for a quarterback because backup quarterbacks exist in the league. They can be found. Now there aren't a ton of good ones. You know, most backup quarterbacks are not very good, obviously. And you got some that can come in and do pretty well, like a Nick Foles or a Chase Daniel. But like for me, you can find guys like that, and there's no reason to spend a high draft pick. You know, people love to talk about developmental QBs, but when was the last time that you saw a quarterback taken in like the third round, and then you know he sat on the bench for like three or four years or two or three years, and then came in and lit the league up? Because I'm I'm trying to think of a time I even remember that happening. Yeah, except for Aaron Rodgers, that hasn't happened. Right, and Aaron Rodgers was a first-round pick who inexplicably dropped despite having incredible physical talent. Well, um, and a guy named Favre in front of him, so that's yeah. a unique situation. Right, and he, had, you know, that was because of Favre's, you know, threatened retirements and unretirements and all that stuff. It led to a team that normally wouldn't draft a quarterback in the first round drafting a quarterback in the first round. Well, then Favre kind of had a late career renaissance. I think that was probably the competitive juices in him. And so besides that, and, and Aaron Rodgers, again, it's not like he was a third round pick. Cause you know, everyone always says, well, I wouldn't spend a first on him, but maybe a third. And it's like, if you don't like a quarterback enough to spend a first round pick on him, what are you doing? Like, right. What? And that's kind of where I land. Maybe I'm too impatient, but honestly with quarterbacks, I think you've got a big ball of meh for most NFL quarterbacks, kind of the backup level and stuff. You've got a handful of elite guys and then a group of 10 to 12 good quarterbacks to decent quarterbacks with varying strengths and weaknesses. Is that the new iPhone? Yeah, got it on T-Mobile. Fastest iPhone deserves America's fastest LTE network. Introducing the amazing iPhone 8. It's the best iPhone yet, now on America's best unlimited network. For a limited time, save up to $300 on the amazing iPhone 8 after 24 monthly bill credits. And now join T-Mobile's iPhone upgrade program for free. Eligible trade-in and finance agreement required. If you cancel service, you may lose promo credits. Contact us for details. Video at 480p. Small fraction of users over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speed. See store for details. And then you got kind of everyone else. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
And so if well, you got, you can get one of those everybody else anywhere. And I guess Davis Webb so far, and maybe I could be wrong, but he looks like an everybody else kind of guy to me. Well, he's got moments. You know, mm-hmm. I haven't sat down and watched his film, but I watch a lot of Pac-12, so I've seen him live. Okay. And my perception of him there is that he has a stronger than average arm, although yep. not like Bray's. Um, but that that his his intermediate route and, and timing and decision making is really suspect, mm-hmm. and he's one of those guys that I think is definitely second tier. But for me, it comes down to is he somebody that can learn? Because I don't see any point in taking a guy in the fifth round like Aaron Murray, who came out of a West Coast system, threw for a ton of yards in college, and still wasn't able to pick it up and play in the pros. Right. So for me, it's like I think it resets at the first pick of the second round on day two, and it resets on the first pick of the fourth round on day three. And so mm-hmm. I, 104 is if they're not going to take a guy or if the situation works out that they don't have a guy to take at 27. Mm-hmm. It, for me, it resets to like that 104 pick just before the end of the third day. That looks like the perfect time for me. And Webb's one of the guys that I think might be somebody they got to look at if they feel that they're not going to pick up a free agent somewhere and they, they need to draft a guy to be that third quarterback or compete. Um, now, the yeah. other guy that's that's growing on me as we go through this process, and it's only because he, too, has thrown some stupid interceptions. He is th- not that accurate. He gets a little bit uh, happy feet. It sounds very familiar, right? And that's honestly <laughs> the, the reason that that's growing on me is the more I watch of him, and I've watched you know partials of, of four games now, um, and I see this kid that's an aerospace engineering major um, from Tennessee, I see Dobbs looking more and more like Alex Smith the more I watch him. You know, I haven't Have gotten a chance. I, I've only watched a little bit of Dobbs. But I will say his athleticism is is frightening. Um, he, he's a guy who can really move. Yes. Um, you know, and so that that's a plus because, I mean, before watching him, uh, Watson was the best athlete that I'd watched in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he is, he is a definite notch above Watson in that department. And that's, and that's saying something. Cause again, that's one of Watson's kind of defining traits is being right. a plus athlete and Dobbs is a cut above. I mean, he is a stellar athlete. Um, I haven't seen a ton to, to decide whether or not, and I think that might be why he kind of has happy feet because he can outrun everyone. And so right. I don't know if I would call him. I mean, you can't compare anyone to Vic because Vic was so unique. Um, But I would call him closer to a Vic than a Smith because he's so much more athletic than Smith. Um, He's one I'm going to look at when I'm done with Davis Webb. I think it's – who are the ones everyone wants me to look at? It's Webb, uh, Kaya, uh, Peterman, and Dobbs. And a few people want me to look at Kelly, and I don't think I'm going to. I don't think I blame you. (laughs) We're I, to the point now where any minute wasted is is just gone. Right. So and I don't blame yeah. you a bit. Yeah, at this point, I'm probably only going to be able to review like three games for each guy. And I might even combine the articles and kind of do away with what I've done with the big four or whatever is I've done a bunch of gifts for every article, you know, to show the throws that I'm talking about. Sure. And at this point, the, the thing is making those gifts, it takes time. Every gift takes you an extra seven or eight minutes to put together. Oh, and yeah. at this point, like you said, every minute counts. And when you look, I got a couple other jobs. I got five kids. I just don't <laughs> have the time for this kind of stuff. 
But Dobbs is one I want to take a look at because I know the Chiefs have shown some interest in him. And so I'm not advocating for him either. What I'm saying is when I look at I don't think he's a great fit. I, I don't you're getting into that rut, I think, where a guy is athletic and can do some of the things you need him to do, but I don't see him as taking a step forward. But what I do see is a guy that fits the mold. He's uber smart. He's uber athletic and he's got a, a medium arm. Sounds just like what Andy Reid's looking for. And that's what I think is Reid might find him intriguing and a guy that he feels he can turn into the next quarterback. Right. And that could well be the case. You know, as much as everyone's drooling over Mahomes, that would be such a change stylistically from what we've seen from Andy Reid. Now, not that Mahomes isn't sharp. They've had a few really good articles on him recently, kind of dispelling this whole myth that his offense was like easy or necessarily. You know what I mean? And so... Mm. It just would be such a change stylistically from what he's asked. You know, Deshaun Watson would be like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, that would be the guy that everyone would expect because he's basically Alex Smith, only ideally maybe a little better and more aggressive and a little more athletic. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, maybe a guy like Dobbs, again, maybe that's a guy who he can do all the things Alex can do, only he's a little more athletic or a lot more athletic, really and be a little more aggressive out there you know it's surprising with how athletic Dobbs is that his arm isn't stronger you don't usually see a guy that's that great an athlete with an arm that you're like well it's okay you know what I mean right Um, yeah they're not congruent the way you would expect them to be yeah it's very strange because you know like Vic had a cannon I mean he just never really learned how to do some things that he should have learned how to do but I mean he could flick his wrist and the ball you know it's like Randall Cunningham kind of thing you know um and so I I don't know with with quarterbacks like you said there can be a run on them early. I have no idea how this draft is going to play out except I think Mahomes is going to be gone early. Um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if all four of the big four guys are gone at 27. And so I think here's the thing though. Andy Reid and John Dorsey have really done a lot of work on quarterbacks this offseason, which makes it seem like that's a high priority for them. It does, although we've said that in the past because they they continually bring in quarterbacks. They always have. It's just it's been almost all of them this year. Right. And that's what's unusual. Like in years past, they didn't bring in any of the top guys, if I recall. I mean, I could be wrong here. Maybe they brought in one or something. But I mean, not like this year where it's been every single guy that you could consider in the first or second round they've brought in. And not just like they've had workouts, they've had visits, they've had, you know, all kinds of pro days. They, they've just done everything that you would expect a team that's really looking hard at quarterback to do. And so uh, this seems like the year. And so here's my thing. If you've got a guy you really like or two guys you really like, you do whatever you got to do to go up and get them. Because quarterback – and I'm not sure Reed and Dorsey would agree because I think Reed has a lot of faith in his system. But – to mm-hmm. me, it's it's too important to leave to chance. Um, one of the reasons the Chiefs are right now a team that can contend is because they have a decent quarterback and a good team around him, right? right. You don't have any teams outside of like, you know, Houston last year made it to the playoffs, but let's be real. Everyone knew Houston wasn't going anywhere in the playoffs. Everyone knew Oakland wasn't going anywhere in the playoffs, Right. And that's because their quarterbacks were a significant notch below Alex Smith. 
Alex Smith is about, he, you know, he's about where you can go unless you yeah. have an incredible team. You know, the Broncos caught fire with Peyton Manning. But even then, even though that was Peyton Manning in his last days, he still knew how to do certain things that set his offense up to succeed. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's kind of gotten over, you know, like, oh, he was one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Not during the playoffs, he wasn't. And so He still had tricks up his sleeve. Yeah, he still knew what he was doing enough to put his team in position to succeed. They He had buy-in from everyone around him. So, I mean, that is what it is. It's just too important a position. And if they're going to look this hard, if they don't do something aggressive, what I would take from that is just they didn't fall in love with any of them. You know, and that's a possibility. Yeah. This is a flawed class, although it is kind of funny because, I mean, last year, everyone was saying, oh, man, wait till that 2017 quarterback class. And now everyone's saying it about the 2018 class. You know what I mean? And so right, that it, kid from Louisville is going to cream everybody. Right. And now, <laughs> you know, if he doesn't take a step forward next year, you know, it just is what it is. And so I'm really hoping that this is the year that they find someone. And I actually, I really like Watson. I really like Mahomes. Um, I'm not crazy about Trubisky, but I could see why you might go that direction. Um, Kaiser, I don't see it on his film, but he's at least got potential. And from the sounds of it, he's a sharp mm-hmm. dude who maybe just needs to get out of Notre Dame. Um, and so these, these are guys, while they're flawed, I don't think they're nearly as bad as the consensus has been. We pick quarterbacks to death in the college level. And I think a lot of these guys can do, I think all of them are a better prospect than like Christian Ponder was. And I don't think it's particularly close. So that may be fair, but let me ask you this because mm-hmm. my draft board is going to come out the, the morning before the draft next week. So from where nice. you're sitting, if, if they're all gone at 27, if they're not anybody, you know, if they've, tried to make trades or what they've done whatever they had to do, but they're stuck at 27 and they don't mm-hmm. have a quarterback they want. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm, I'm starting to plan out, you know, if I'm John Dorsey, where am I going? I keep coming back to a couple of positions and depending on how it falls, where mm-hmm. it goes, but I end up back at cornerback and edge rusher almost mm-hmm. every time. And unless forest lamp happens to fall all the way, but as a contingency plan, what, what do you think? Where do you think they have to go? What's the strength and what's somebody unique that can fit in uh, to the rest of this team schemes? I, you know, I couldn't tell you player by player. The unfortunate truth for me is I only know the guys that I've watched because I don't do college football, um, which is really nice once the draft occurs, because then when I watch the guys, the chiefs draft, it's very um, like when I watched Chris Jones last year, it was the first time I'd ever seen him. And I was just like, holy smokes. Same with Marcus Peters the year before. Man, John Dorsey's been killing the draft. Jiminy Christmas. I was just, you know, when you talk about his first round picks, it's like, oh, you know, Chris Jones and Marcus Peters and Travis. You know what I mean? You're like, wow, he's picked a lot of good players. Anyway. Yeah, right. Um, For me. So look at it from the reverse then. From knowing the film from the, the Chiefs season last year. Right, right. What, if you were you, were you trying to upgrade? I would try to upgrade if quarterback's gone. I would take a long, hard look at outside linebacker or edge edge rusher and inside linebacker. Um, I actually, I like Rameek Wilson. Um, I think he showed some improvement. I think he's a guy who can do okay. And I think DJ will be back, but you got to start planning long-term there. And I don't know if Rameek or Justin March or any of them will ever be better than average. And this is a mm-hmm. defense that has very few weak spots. 
And by shoring up an average spot, you could really do some good. Um, right. You know, and again, I think the addition of Benny Logan and other guys coming back healthy, I think is going to do wonders for the run defense. So inside linebacker isn't necessarily this huge need in my eyes. Um, I think edge rusher is a bigger deal. You know, Tomba's getting older and older, and he was still effective last year for the snaps that he played. But he's he's a spot player now. And D Ford, um, you know, he flashed from the left side. From the right side, statistically, he wasn't nearly successful. However, the time he was switched to that side also was uh, uh, commensurate with the time that he had a hamstring issue. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was actually just watching some tape. And I think uh, you and I might have chatted about that for a minute. And he looked hesitant. And now I don't, here's the thing. It took him a couple of years to look comfortable pass rushing from the left side. And so what I'm curious is if, you know, he finally got the stuff down on that side and now he's moved and he just is lost. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, because he doesn't have natural bend around the edge, he's got to do other things. He's got to... He's got to properly apply his right arm and use that to lean on the tackle on his way around the edge so he can get bent. Or he's got to do the proper hand swipe while bending his body at least as much as he can the right way. You know what I mean? He's got to do the correct moves. And moves require muscle memory. Yeah. Von Miller Von Miller can switch to either side because the guy's got freakishly flexible ankles and hips. And so he can just bend all the way around the edge. D can't do that. And I just, he's still a liability against the run. He's not as bad as he used to be, but I mean, he just doesn't hold up at the point of attack. And I think Justin Houston's going to be fine. I think people have really overblown the injury concern there, but at the end of the day, they need someone who can replace Tom Bahali's spot because you're not going to move Justin Houston from the, from the, from the left side primarily because he's so good over there. Why would you, you know what I mean? He's so good yeah. against the run. He's so good rushing the passer. He's capable. Of, you know, there's no reason he's a top five defensive player at that spot. Moving him would be crazy. And so if D Ford can't play that left side, they need someone who can, or that right side, they need someone who can. And they also, I wouldn't hate having someone who is better against the run. Cause you would notice a difference when Tomba was in versus when Ford was in. And it's not like Tomba's a great run defender. He's decent. And so I wouldn't hate, you know, if four quarterbacks are taken before 27, that means you're going to have some talent falling. Now, whether that's on the edge, you who knows, but that would be one place I would go. As far as cornerback goes, I think for me it would depend how it fell. I don't view cornerback as a huge need, but that's mostly because I really, really like Terrence Mitchell's film down the stretch. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of things, and you and I have talked about him before. He did a lot of things that I think are um, transferable to long-term success. So we'll see. But the, the Chiefs are in a unique position to where, as much as I hate to say it, because it's such a oh, cop-out. Don't jinx it now. <laughs> I, I, would say, I would say it's a best player available thing, like genuinely, unless it's like a punter. I don't know. Because they really are, they are a deep talented team and a lot of analysts have said this the chiefs don't really have any glaring weaknesses even you know some people get you know alex smith is a decent quarterback and inside linebacker isn't really that big a problem they just don't they don't have any glaring weaknesses so i say if the quarterback's not there you just go with the best guy available hopefully it's an edge guy or an inside linebacker and if it's a corner well you take a corner because you can never have too many good corners never ever never well 
That's it for us today, folks. Seth, thanks for being back with us. We are going to check in with you next week, just before the draft. Uh, yes. So uh, get your popcorn ready. Oh, it's going to be fabulous. I'm excited. <laughs> All, All right, right you have a good week. Yep, you too. And that's it for us today. We've got tons of stuff coming up. The continuation of the draft science project. Uh, all of our insights into the draft as we get ready for the run-up next week. We're going to have instant reaction the night of the uh, first round as well as the second and third. We're going to give you as much information as we can directly following the draft choices themselves. We might even get something live and do some video on Facebook, so keep an eye open for that. Go ahead and get subscribed so you don't miss any of this stuff as it comes out. And thanks for listening to us today. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Chiefs podcast. While you're out there, give us a rating or review and reach out to us on Twitter at Ryan Tracy NFL and at Chris Clark NFL. We'll talk to you next time. Napa it takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17